Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another dynasty edition of Fantasy Football Today in 5, talking tight ends. I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings. Let's go. All right, since the NFL draft, Heath, it's been, it's been a while. We're closing in on a month. It's been a while since the NFL draft. Who are some of the bigger, biggest movers since the draft? Well, Mark Andrews was number two before the draft, and he's number two after the draft, so it might not seem like he's a mover, but he did actually get closer to Kyle Pitts than he has been in the past few months, and he's much, much closer to Pitts than he is to Kelsey or Hawkinson or Kittle or Waller. In fact, I think there's an argument to be made that if you're a team that's contending right now, you should prefer Andrews straight up over Kyle Pitts. I would anticipate a 25% target share. We've seen how good he can be with Marquise Brown. I don't think the absence of Brown's going to hurt him. He's just secured as the number one option on his team and the number one tight end in, in redraft for 2022 and not far from number one in Dynasty. And I guess that means you know Pitts was number one, still is number one, but you're not really thinking that the Drake London draft pick changes much? I mean, the the difference between Pitts and now Andrews and everyone else is so big that I think even if Pitts finishes at tight end eight this year, he's still going to be number one. He's a, he's a guy who's still going to be 21 at the start of this season, and the best tight ends, Kittle, Waller, Kelsey, all 28 or older. It's just his youth and his potential upside is so big that even if you're a little down on him in redraft, I don't see much way that he could lose value over the course of the next year. Well, Kittle, Waller, Kelsey, it's more like Kittle, Waller, and then there's Kelsey, who's you know in his mid-30s. He's going to be, uh, he's 32, he'll be 33 in October. Not quite his mid-30s, his early 30s. Sorry there, yeah. Travis. Uh, but what do you think about Kittle and Waller? How many good years do they have left? We don't expect anyone to be Travis Kelsey necessarily, but you know, you're just 28 years old. You could have four more years. What do you think? Four more years. I don't generally, like I generally look at it as you should expect age 30 to be the last good year for a pass catcher, and then you might get a couple bonus years on top of that. Um, now, once they've gotten to the point where Kelsey is and you've been good at 30 and 31, then you're just kind of treating them as a great player on a year-to-year basis, but knowing the cliff could be there at any moment. I would say two to three more good years from Kittle and Waller is what I would expect. The problem is when ranking them, like in most positions, if you've only got two to three years left, those guys are not going to be top five or six options of the position, but they're good is so much better than all the younger guys good and what they've shown us that um, they're, they still rank fifth and sixth. Hawkinson, the only other guy that I have ahead of him besides the guys we've talked about. Yeah, and actually, Kittle's going to be 29 in October, and Waller's going to be 30 in September. So if, the, if you're saying 30 is the last year, you expect a good season. Right, from might be one to two more years for those guys. Uh, we got a question here from Alex that I think is dynasty relevant. Is Darren Waller bouncing back this year, and is TJ Hawkinson still going to demand a decent target share in Detroit? Obviously, they drafted Jameson Williams. Amonra St. Brown took off at the end of last year. Uh, did you change anything with Hawkinson? We can talk about him and not necessarily Waller. 
Yeah, I and and we talk about this a lot with tight ends who have been second or third on their team in targets for for a period of time. I don't generally adjust their target share too much just because they went and drafted a wide receiver or even added a wide receiver in free agency. I kind of look at it with at least established situations that there's a there's a tight end bucket of targets. And TJ Hawkinson's probably going to be very close to what he's been in the past. But besides, it's not like he was Mark Andrews or Kelsey getting a 25% target share. And now we have to worry about him maintaining that. I think he stays right in the 20% range. As far as Waller and whether he bounces back, I I don't really know that he does, other than the fact that if he stays healthy, that's going to help. But he was at 71 yards per game in 2019, 75 in 2020. He fell to 61 last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the 65 to 70 range in terms of yards per game this year. And then whether he scores, I mean, he's not going to score two and he's probably not going to score nine. He'll probably be somewhere in the middle as well. I think he bounces back towards what he was, but not to what he was. Where do you have the rookies? I do not have a rookie tight end in my top 20. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Trey McBride comes in at number 19, Greg Dulcich at 21. I just don't, from, from McBride, he was the only one from this class I was really excited about. And now I think you're looking at probably a two-year runway before you get anything out of him. All right, that's it for our Dynasty tight end update here on Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll talk to you later in the week. Thanks a lot to Heath Cummings. To all of you for watching and listening, I'm Adam Azer. See ya. See ya.